Hey everybody, welcome to the Sportsman Like Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. I'm glad to be on my first official episode here, guys. I'm recording it with my friend Frank Stranzel up in San Francisco. We're talking Golden State Warriors, Oakland A's, a little bit of the Philadelphia Eagles, the 49ers, and all sorts of stuff. We're bantering along. We talk some sports cards, and uh, yeah, we're doing it all here. Uh, Frank's a good pal of mine. I'm good. I'm glad to have him as my first guest. And uh, let's do this. Here's the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast with Frank Stranzel. There's honestly no one better I'd rather have on this podcast for my first episode than than you, buddy. Uh, we, we go back a long time or now. I, I would say a long time now. It's been a few years. Um, I yeah, guess not, um, not as long as some people might think. It was like, that's not that long. But, uh, you know, uh, we, we hardly see each other. And I feel like we're really good friends. So that's why I say that. Brothers from another mother, man. Uh, NorCal, SoCal vibes here. Always happy to join. Yeah, yeah, man. We talk a lot of sports. We talk a lot of sports cards. Um, a lot about what this podcast is about. We're both sportsmen-like, you know, uh, and uh, it's it's uh, good to be on, man. Um, you know, you being a NorCal guy, I want everyone to kind of get a little bit of background about you. Uh, we're going to talk some Warriors here. You had a tough defeat last week. Uh, for those of you listening, I am not a Laker fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I did root <laughs> for the Lakers. Me and Frank have had a lot of uh, discussions about <laughs> Uh, LeBron versus Curry, and you know, and all that, and uh, solid uh, five hours outside of Balboa Cafe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Up in San Francisco, man, that was a that was a great time talking to some bouncer who was a uh, was a <laughs> apparently a coach or was working to be a coach. He was one step away from being GM of the uh, Golden State Warriors. Go figure. Yeah, well, I mean, he might be able to get the job now. Uh, Bob Myers is he uh, stepping <laughs> away? What? what? Have you heard any rumblings about him? Oh, I mean, no, no rumblings, but God, we want him back. Uh, I feel like uh, the, the Warriors franchise, I mean, there's always a, a beginning and end, right, uh, of any dynasty. I Is this the end? We don't really know. Uh, I feel like of all the people who could pull this uh, pull this off, Bob. What about Bob? Let's get Bob back. <laughs> but uh, – I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. You hearing anything uh, with all your uh, Fox Sports vibes down there? What's going on, dude? All right, man. Breaking news. I am no longer at Fox Sports, actually. So I, Woo! I can't. There yeah. we go. Uh, last Friday was my last day at Fox Sports. Um, I, lo- I loved it over there. I loved everybody there. But, um, man, the commute in um, those uh, hours are, are brutal. And uh, I wasn't doing exactly what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, taking a chance and you know, taking a risk there. But, uh yeah, man. Too, but um, from from the news that I've been reading a lot lately, uh, it it looks like he, um, you know, maybe ownership might want to go in another direction, uh, with him. I it's there's a few things. I think he wants all the guys back. I maybe think ownership don't doesn't want Draymond Green back. Maybe on a large deal. I think he wants to keep the pieces together. Um, I don't think it works without all those pieces. So, um, obviously you guys are in a bit of a salary cap hell too so i mean you guys are paying a lot of money into the luxury tax there's a, there's a lot of uh a lot of engineering to do with this roster um that's that's why i kind of think the gm and ownership might be at odd ends maybe they're like this is the end of the championship window i don't think so i thought they easily could have beat the lakers um i thought draymond punching jordan Poole in the face earlier <laughs> in the in the year before the season started was um <laughs> kind of spelt trouble throughout the whole year 
And uh, obviously Jordan Poole, um, you know, he didn't have really much to say on it. I think, did you hear about it last week? He, you know, he kind of dismissed the comment about how he felt about uh, the whole the whole thing. I mean, you, you, get, you get punched in the face. Yeah. You never really want your team to make this many headlines after they get bounced, right? Yeah. I mean, we had the Steve Kurt news cycle where he was talking about how nobody, you know, the, the trust was never regained after the punch. And you had a... Uh, you know, a cycle about Draymond Green and whether or not he's going to be back. He's got his player option, um, you know, and then the Jordan Poole side of the equation. And, you know, then there's questions about whether or not the vets are going to buy into one side or the other. You know, maybe, God, I saw one rumor out almost immediately after the final from, I forget which validated source, uh, RIP blue check marks on Twitter, but I, I think he was a, a valid source. But uh, it was saying, you know, maybe Jordan Poole and Kuminga going somewhere for something. And, you know, if you toss some ones onto that, maybe it becomes OG and Unabi. I, I don't know what happens here. I will say there's a lot up in the air. Uh, it does feel like there is one line in the sand, right? And either Jordan Poole's here next year or Draymond's here next year. It's, it's you know, is, is it fair to say it feels like only one of the two is going to be back? Maybe neither, but uh, I feel like one, one of the two is back and that's the that's the crew we're rolling with. Yeah. So, I mean, here, here's the one thing I obviously, uh, you heard Kaminga the other day, he came out and said he wants more of, of, a, of a role in the offense. He wants to be a starter, which can't blame, blame him. him. There, there's, there's a lot of talent. He's a young guy. He's, he, uh, is going to be due for a contract soon. Yeah. He wants to show what he's got. And, and, uh, he, he, uh, I think is a valuable piece for them going forward. I don't think they should trade him. I do think Poole is a lot more tradable. Um, he, he is, he's not on the biggest contract, but he's not on a great contract. You know, I think it doesn't a, look good right now, does it? No, man. It was uh, he was really bad in the playoffs. He he, the Lakers like cool, take that shot. They're like, and he he was chucking some of them up. The timing of those weren't great. The ones he was chucking up, it worked last year. He he helped to lead you guys. I'm not saying he led you guys to the finals, but he was a valuable piece for you guys going to the finals. Curry was the exclamation point on that. Curry was fantastic last year, and he was pretty fantastic this playoffs uh, as well. Dude, he's I mean, it's a tough one, right? Uh, The guy's got a game, and he's sticking to it. And his game is, you know, if I'm honest, if we're all honest, uh, it, it. it's more of he's got to be the alpha starter in a lineup, right? Or he's going to be the highest usage player and you have to be okay with him taking whatever crazy shot he wants. His shot selection, clearly not awesome. Um, you know, or he's a six man. And, you know, if he wants to be on a successful team, he's probably got to be that six man. Uh, only problem is he's not getting paid like, like a six man. He's getting paid like a starter. And, uh, I don't, I don't know what happens there. I, I feel like, uh, you know, Jordan, Jordan's so twitchy, man. He's so fast. He's so quick. Right. It just, you know, it's gotta be an effort thing on the other side of the court, but if he could just put in the effort that a Steph Curry does on defense, Steph's never going to be the greatest defender because of his size. Right. But Steph's intelligent on that side of the uh, ball and he hustles, you know, oh, yeah. if, if Jordan could just align some of those core values on the court, <laughs> I think it comes together for him, right? But uh, just, I don't know, man. I'll, t- I'll give you the Warriors' perspective in a, a quick summary. I think it rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way when, you know, you're celebrating a title and in the locker room, you're on Instagram Live, or I, I think it was Instagram Live, uh, 
saying, oh, we're about to get the bag, you know, sitting there celebrating with Wiggins and, uh, you know, basically just saying, oh, yeah, we're about to get paid. Uh, Forget about this, this championship quest that you just got to the end of. Right. It's just I'm getting the bag. And you hear these rumors about him dropping half a milli on a date. And I don't know, man. Not great optics, huh? No, not great optics. And and you saying that, you know, I didn't know that. So um, I, I didn't know about the Instagram live thing with him. Um, that, that always kind of worries me. Like when a player is kind of like, I, I, I hate it when players do that, especially live. Like, it's like, it's just so childish. It just shows where their head is at in this, all in all these directions. Um, and it's not really like the warrior way, you know, it like, I'm not saying warrior culture is like Spurs culture, but you just, you kind of don't want that stuff to come out. And like, you know, you don't, you never heard that from their core, uh, with those guys. And it's funny. Cause I was watching the NFL draft. And um, I think it was the Vikings pick, um, but they, and maybe it was, it was one of those later round mid mid round picks. And uh, they, you know, they're asking him as soon as they come up after they get interviewed. And he was like, the, the guy was like, we're about to break the bank. And I was like, uh, this man. Yeah. By the way, when you're, when you're taking that money, and that payday so that you can go out on a half a milli date with ice spice. Like that's, if that's the reason you want that cash, like, I don't know, man. Your, 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 your hopes for him is he's still young. He's still obviously very talented. You're hoping that the, the shot, the shot selections and him being mentored by maybe Curry, if they do decide to bring him back and maybe not trade for him, there were, there were some things where I was like, uh, I heard Nick Wright on uh, Fox at a Fox sports, I heard him say um, Jordan Poole for DeAndre Ayton. And I was like, I was like, oh. you know, the contracts are very similar. Um, if I'm the Warriors, I would not do that. I would turn that down because I don't know no if DeAndre chance. Ayton no loves uh, basketball. Just watching how I mean, la- lazy he is. But yeah. Wh- whether or not he does, uh, let's throw out like Looney is, as long as Looney's in Golden State, like that's our guy in the middle. What we need is more of a rim protector off the bench, I think, or yeah. a guy that you can line up when you're facing a team like the Lakers, right? You know, I, I don't think that they're going to break the bank on a big man. I think what would be more realistic is going after, you know, an, an OG uh, or similar type player who's not necessarily a high usage offensive guy, yeah. but can fit in an offense. Because let, let's be honest here. Okay, we, we, we kind of dance around the point. It's, in my opinion, it's probably – the core guys, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I think if you're reading body language and the huddles and the playoffs and vibes uh, that they were throwing out, it feels like that's the core group. And if that's the case, if that's the group you're bringing back, um, you know, you don't necessarily want that guy like a Jordan Poole who's sitting alongside Steph Curry in the starting lineup. I think you want to go out and find a guy who hustles on the other side of the ball. Sure, he can drop 20 uh, on a given night, but he's okay if he only takes eight shots and you know, he's sitting in the uh, low double digits. So that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of agree with you. And I think, and I think they were, I still think they could have uh, competed with Denver. I still think, you know, they were capable of a finals run. Um, obvi- You know, um, they almost lost to Sacramento. That was, I thought Sacramento was better than them, to be honest. I, you know, it was just, it took uh, uh, Curry had to reach into the, you know, the bottom of the abyss to really pull that Warriors team and drag them through, you know, that that uh vortex and and uh you know dragged them in the second round and they played a Lakers team that really shocked me. I did not think the Lakers, I did not think the Lakers were gonna beat them like the way they did. 
uh Lakers turned up the defense there and uh um, man it hurt yeah man that was a that was a hard one I mean I I still don't think that whatever you want to call them dynasty I don't think they're a, I don't think you consider them a dynasty with I mean maybe yes maybe no I I, I don't know I mean they 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 have to be it, a dynasty at this point right. like you, you gotta they, the title last year I think solidified dynasty I don't think that's up for debate anymore but you know the question <laughs> is does it continue and you know I I, I think that's a fair question at this point I think they still can. I still think uh, even with the play-in now, I think uh, you you can stumble into the ACD. You obviously the Lakers doing it right now. It's it's um you know you could go in at that seed and and still be there and and uh, make make an impact. So I think that I think that they could still run it back. I think I think you get, could fetch a lot for Pool and for uh, Kaminga. And I'm I'm sorry when I hear the name OG Ananobi, he's a good solid player. But it just doesn't. It just doesn't excite me. I mean, I feel like. Oh, I get we, that. He, you know, he excites us, though. Does, does he excite you guys really? He, is he, we, is he, he the if piece? You, if you could line up, uh, if you could line up Wiggins and Steph as your, you know, well, Steph one A, uh, Wiggins one B on on off uh, offense, on and both you can sides, line both up sides. And, yeah, I mean, OG. Then you know he's a role player. Like I, I don't think we need. Well, look, let's put it this way. This year, what the Warriors needed from Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kuminga and James Wiseman and Moses Moody and all these guys, these young guys, they needed them to play roles on a team that already had established superstars. They clearly could not settle for, you know, and look, again, no no, no, uh, no disrespect to Jonathan Kuminga. I think he's a stud. I, he's so fun to watch, but he wants a bigger role. I get it. Uh, Jordan Poole clearly wants a bigger role. I but, get it, but, but you can't play like that against with uh, Curry on the court. Yeah, but Kaminga did he get that much playing time? Really though, he didn't get all that. Not much a playing. ton, not a ton. Early so, in the season, he was getting some run, man. But then, uh, yeah, you and know, let's be honest. It's not like the Dubs got off to a great start. So no, you I mean, they were, look at they were terrible. In the mirror there, defensively, they were terrible all year. They were one of the worst defensive teams in the league all year, and they couldn't they couldn't hold any leads by by anything. I mean, you saw that when it came up to a team that actually played defense. Um, and like I said, the Kings were pretty close to knocking them out. And if you know, it takes a Harrison Barnes three, which I was not confident that was going in. I was like, I just walked away. Never going in. I walked away as soon as I saw him chuck it up. I was like, well, uh, this. this is hey, I'll throw, I'll, I'll throw you one a uh, little different curveball, but uh, and this will never happen, like zero percent chance. What the Kings need to do is follow the Warriors' model of success and move on from Harrison Barnes for. Kevin Durant <laughs> and, and they've got themselves a squad. Kevin Durant's not going to Sacramento and that's obviously Kevin, not happening, but Ke- that's Kevin, what they're short. Kevin Durant's not a, uh, you know, he's not doing anything like that. I mean, he he's, he's stuck in Phoenix. He's, he's not going anywhere. I think he loves playing next to Booker. That that's a team that needs a lot of help. Um, not, I wouldn't say maybe like the most help, but they need a lot of help. Um, I, I don't I, know I think, what their next move is. Well, they did a great move, I think, by firing their coach. I'm not a big fan. Oh my god, I love Monty. Are you kidding you me? That's Monty one of my Williams? favorite coaches. Oh, oh my god, I how do you him. how do you have two 30 point blowouts and and game you know elimination? Like, dude, losing to the Dallas team last year was very fireable. They were the best team all year. They were the best offense all year. They had some injury problems, no, and let's no, be honest, not, not uh, in the playoff. Not in the play. I mean, they had a Chris Paul thing, but like. Dude, that whole team disappeared. It was really bad. They got their ass I kicked mean, in a, in a game seven. 
I have a funny feeling that Ryan Rosillo is not going to be listening to this podcast anytime soon. Ho- Dare to dream, though, right? But it, don't tell him. But I think they have a Chris Paul problem. Um, I hate to say it. I, I love Chris Paul as a player. On the last if you look at his, uh, If you look at his body of work over the course of his career, he's played with some really good players. He's never gotten it done. Um, he's, he's like you know, the, he's the Doc River of players. Like, you know. I mean, that's fair. That's rough. Like, like, that's fair. It, it is it is rare, man. Doc Rivers, God, how bad is he? I mean, when it comes to Ooh. Uh, big, he game. seems like such uh, a nice guy. I've actually had the chance oh, I, of meeting I, him. I met him at Oakmont Country Club last yeah. year in the summer, and really nice guy. He really, but man, I, I don't want him to coach my team, um, <laughs> not in the playoffs at least, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I. The, the Chris Paul thing is is fair, of course. I mean, he he's come up short in a lot of big games. But seriously, man, the thing with Monty Williams, okay, they're up 2-0 in the finals. Then they lose four straight. His adjustments are very lackluster. I just don't feel like the players play hard for him. I, uh, you know, you know, uh, whatever, eight and aside, you know, eight and I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he cares about basketball or whatever. But, um. Then, then last year, the best team in the the best team all year, they had they set the they had the most wins last year. They were really good defensively. They're really good offensively. And then what happens? They're up two zero on the Mavericks. Then they lose in seven, and they get killed in game seven. They lost by they were down by thirty at halftime. They they just showed no sign of life. And I do I blame Devin Booker a little bit? Yes. Do I blame Chris Paul? Yes. But I also blame you gotta blame Monty Williams. Like some he. He gave up a 2-0 lead in in the um in the conference, not the conference finals. It was the semi-conference finals last year. Gave up um the uh the bu- the Bucks, you know, and, and that they gave up uh the finals. Jesus. They had a 2-0 lead there. And then and then going in to to this year, um, into the playoffs, his adjustments are just really lackluster. I don't think the players play hard for him. Like I say, he seems, he seems like a nice guy. You want to have a nice, you want to have a. I'll give, yeah. I'll give it to you on this, but I want to see him in another. I want him in another head coaching role, maybe different guys. I don't. I, I think he. God, man. Anybody who could put the Suns onto the grid without, I mean, this is before KD. Um, Chris Paul made that team what it was, man. It, that that team went off when Chris Paul got there. That's what that was. That's fair, but I I don't know. I I just give me one more run with uh with Monty somewhere, and if he fails again, I will retract all comments. But I, I I'm still a Monty fan. I don't think Monty Williams will put the Bucks over the edge what they need if he decide if if they decide to bring him in. I don't think um the Sixers will be put over the edge by Monty. I like I said he's a good coach. Um, if he has the ta- most talented players in the league, then maybe he'll go you know back to the finals. But that Suns team was really talented that year. Booker is one of the five best players in the league, and like I said, um, he I think uh, blame is put on him for the last few years, but I think more blame should be put on Monty. I just think his adjustments are just so weak um, that, like I said, I'm sorry. How do you not have any answers for that Mavericks team last year? And Luca played a hell of a series, but they were so predictable in every game after game two. They were just so predictable. They took away everything that they needed to um, on the the Suns, and they just never had made any adjustments. So that I know we're uh, going off on the, on where we were kind of going there with the um, with Golden State. Hey, man. It's all good. Yeah, but uh, uh, let let me let me toss you one right now. I'm, I'm double dipping on you. I'm watching a card break. I jumped into a uh, a break and uh, just okay. missed a uh, Paolo 
Mancaro, <sighs> Donruss Optic uh, Auto, just killing me over here. One of those random fillers, and uh, okay, ah, just did not quite hit the the fortune. How much, how much was the break? Yeah, it was only thirty four dollars to jump into. So nice cheap okay. one. Yeah, yeah, no, I like those. I like those. One of my uh, good pals at the card shop, Evansville, he does a lot of breaks. He he does a lot of cheap ones, twenty five dollars, nineteen, and he the he'll hit some monsters sometimes. I haven't done card breaks in I think about two years now. I uh, that's fair. It, it's basically away. gambling. I'm I'm full degenerate here. No, no, you're you're good, man. I do <laughs> I do a little bit of gambling myself, but I I stopped with the the breaks and I just got more into buying card lots from people and I've made my I made my um my change that way. But I I want to get back into it more. I am now that I have a lot more free time on my hands, I could go back into buying more collections and doing what I was doing before because I was making some serious coin on that front there but um dude yeah, man. card scene is just blowing up here card scene's been great man fanatics uh has a lot going on um you know they got into gambling you saw they they uh they bought uh, i forget what company it was but they are getting into gambling the the hobby i think it's in a good spot i think there's a lot more collectors in it the, the even though the market slowed a lot i still think there's a lot of collectors i mean people are still getting excited about all the card shows burbank is having their uh, another big card show here in August, the Bur- Burbank Sports Cards. They're having one at the um, Anaheim, um, the uh, not sports complex, geez, but the uh, convention center. And that's a yep. huge, man. I mean, uh, love to see you down here if you come to that. That'd be that'd be cool. But they're gonna have a lot of stuff blowing up there. Um, yeah, it's it's a thing, you know. I think King of Collectibles shines another light on it. That's basically, you know, it's not all co- uh, card. We got some memorabilia in there, right? But Totally. Uh, just putting a whole different spotlight on on the on the hobby, and I don't know, man. Uh, cards. Uh, maybe maybe a year ago, I thought, uh, yeah, this is just gonna pass straight by. But uh, prices dipping, but you're they're not dipping that much. And I promise you, with this football draft class, you're gonna see a little bit of a rebound in the next product that uh, launches this fall. You think so? I'm I'm not. I really think Ooh, this. Is, I think yes. this is a year where the product and and same thing like last year with the quarterbacks. I think the I think when a rookie class, the quarterback drives the market, and that's what we saw in 2021 with those five quarterbacks, uh, with Fields, with uh, Trey Lance, with with all those guys, like that really drove that market. Mac Jones, like you saw how the, and then the the market's done it completely. I think it was last August where it just completely flopped. Like cards have been down about, uh, I think about 30 percent at least. I, at least from what I had values on from less than even a year ago to now, it's it's been a lot. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's always. I mean, it's always going to fluctuate, right? But yeah. I, I think uh, just on the court, on the the card class coming up, dude, you got Bryce Young, you got Anthony Richardson, you got uh, Stroud, uh, Bijan Robinson. Uh, maybe you, some people you... are going to want to chase Will Levis. Like, dude, there, there's names that people are going to chase, and this quarterback class is a lot stronger than what we saw last year. Really, I'm I'm more high on this class than I think last year. Besides Bryce Young, I think who's going to be pretty darn good we'll see if he could who we'll see if he could sustain but i yeah, i don't we'll see i you know i watched a lot of i watched a lot of ohio state so i saw stroud and i'm, I'm not like and i'm not in love with him like i think i think um you know kenny pickett i think he's probably going to be pretty darn good this year i think uh he's going to be the probably the best one driving the hobby for last year's class at least anyway um but man yeah, well, as long we'll, as uh brock purdy is lacking uh yeah, Elbow. Brock, uh, that's Brock definitely Purdy, true. man. I, I, you know, man, God, let's talk about your Niners for a second. 
How do you feel about Sam Darnold being your starting quarterback going into next year, man? I, I mean, honestly, should... Kyle Shanahan's the QB whisperer. I, I believe is, whatever quarterback uh, we start with, I mean, this is almost like the the Baltimore Ravens with uh, Ray Lewis. It uh, doesn't matter if Dilfer's heading up the ship, the Niners are going to be in the game. Then look, yeah. uh, Darnold, I'm fine if he has to start the year as the starting QB. My hope would be if, I mean, it sounds like Trey Lance is going to be healthy enough to go. If Trey Lance is healthy enough to go, if he can't beat out Sam Darnold in training camp, then we have a problem. And, you know, that's probably not good. It's going to be one of the worst. It's going to be one of the worst trades ever. Um, uh, Yeah, that's, that's going to be a rough one, but we come out on top. If Brock Purdy is anything, even if his career, like last year, he showed he can be a Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, He he did what Jimmy did. I think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's better also, but I, I mean, let's just play it safe here. Right. We don't have to speak in hyperbole which a lot of Niners fans love to do. Uh, if Brock can just be a better Jimmy, I think who cares about the trade? You know, it sucks that we lose all those ones for a guy like Trey Lance that, you know, we're, we're definitely not going to get three ones back, two ones back, not probably not even one one back. Yeah, uh, It's all fine if you still land on a quarterback that can be your guy for a few years and we can get it at a cheap, uh, cheap rate, rookie quarterback deal, literally the last pick of the draft deal. For a few years and that opens the window i yeah you know you guys do have a lot of flexibility and and i do believe in shanahan and i and you know i believe in what he could do with sam darnold i was i'm really high on sam darnold as far as like him coming uh when he went to the jets i was like man this is going to be the guy um if there's anyone that's going to resurrect his career it's going to be him and i i like i said i'm just really firm just because i what I, what I saw from him in the Rose Bowl game, I think it was like 2017. Uh, man, I, I thought he was spectacular. Obviously, that has not translated to the NFL. And he has not been very good on, what is now, three teams? Two teams? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, Shanahan uses him right. And plus, he has this pretty spectacular offense with McCaffrey, Debo, and, you know, Ayuk. So, uh, would, and I'm not even naming a few other guys that, that they even probably will, will have at that point. But um, yeah. Dude, I, how, how about how about your Eagles? I mean, you got to oh, be. I was, I was waiting for you to ask stoked you over there. I mean, Eagles. oh my god, unbelievable! I'm I'm sitting there watching the draft with an Eagles fan, and he's just having the time of his life. Like you get Jalen Carter, and then you get Nolan Smith. Like, I, I mean, yeah. let me just give you my rant about the way this draft played out, and then I'll let you speak in glowing terms about what had to be the best draft. Uh, dude. Jalen Carter, like, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> how he's so talented. Everybody says he's the number one. I'm not going to pretend that I know how to analyze an interior defensive, you know, interior lineman. Right, right. Uh, you know, the, the technique and et cetera. But the experts all say he's the guy. He's the goods. And I get that there was that character issue. But, man, if you're if you're an NFL franchise and you don't think that you have the right environment to take a guy like that in, given the upside, I – and he goes literally inside the top 10. If you're at nine, eight, seven, I am surprised. Uh, I don't know if he ends up being as good as he, we all think he's going to be. I mean, look at a guy like Randy Moss who had character issues coming out of uh, college. And what, what happened to him? He was a stud. Oh, I was going to say, the and same he turned thing. out to be a top notch human for the most part. The same thing about Mika Parsons. Never. Yeah, exactly. Dude. It's uh, I don't know. I, I think the right franchises that make take these gambles. I mean, granted the Cowboys, I can't give them a lot of 
credit here. They've had some screwbinis as well, but uh, th- <laughs> then you, then Nolan Smith falls into your lap. Um, you know, I, it, my, my last rant, and this is, you know, this was my rant in uh, the NBA for years and, you know, I'm starting to make it in the NFL, but I get that size is a big factor and I get that size matters a lot, but at some point you got to say, is this guy a player or not? And, you know, in the NBA for so long, right, we were just trying to force feed seven footers who couldn't handle the rock, couldn't shoot the rock into the starting lineup, into the, you know, top 10 picks, the lottery picks, the Patrick O'Brien's of the world, that the Warriors busted on. And it just was such a thing. Now I feel like a guy like Nolan Smith, dude, he was, he was the guy for a national champion, two-time national champion, SEC football team. And you're telling me this guy is going to fall all the way to the Eagles at the bottom of the first round. Like that's just incredible. Rant over, go ahead, speak your speak. Well, I mean, look, Howie never seems to surprise me when it comes to the draft, unless he drafted uh, Jalen Rigger, Rigger. Over uh, Justin <laughs> okay, Jefferson. Oh my god, dude! I was like, "What's going?" Since like, then, he's doing okay. But uh, since yeah, then, he's rough. he's done great. But man, boy, did that hurt when uh, Justin Jefferson was that guy that year, and Jalen Rieger, who's not on the Philadelphia Eagles after year two, was a pretty, uh, pretty guy that was rough. But I mean, man, he hit on Jalen Hurts. Got, I mean, that was not a popular move at the time. People forget that. Carson Wentz was the guy. The Eagles paid Carson Wentz. They went out and got Jalen Hurts, and who was a, you know, who was a guy who started in the national championship and uh, was pulled, and then Tua came, right? Yep. And then, uh, you know, so they went out and got that guy knowing, and, and I'm sure that made Carson Wentz a little nervous. Uh, Carson Wentz had a lot of other issues going on, too, that just, I, I don't think, I think psychologically after his injury, I just never thought he was the same man. He never... I mean, you forget about Carson Wentz. You just got Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Uh, oh, yeah, you got yeah. DeAndre Swift for oh, almost man, nothing. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm uh, backtracking. There were bad man. times, but you guys I, are on some good times now. I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking. Yeah, you're going there with, you know. So he gets, he gets uh, hurts. Then he does the Devonte Smith move. He gets Devonte Smith. Gets Jordan Davis. Trades back. Gets a another first round pick from the Saints. I think it was they traded up. So that, then they had the second, so they had two first round picks this year to get Smith and to get Carter. Dude, I mean, it was spectacular, especially all the defensive guys that we lost, who I'm glad we didn't pay for um, to get because obviously the Eagles had to pay uh, Jalen Hurts for when that contract went down. I was a little, um, I was a little like, I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, you know, do we pay this guy all this money or do we let him? run it back for one more year and see how he does. But I, I love Hertz's like, I love how humble he is. I think he's the exact character guy that you need in the locker room for your quarterback. I, I would say I'll take him as far as when it comes to character, humble and a leader, I'll take him just about over anybody in the NFL besides um, Patty Mahomes. But outside, outside of that, like, I mean, there's no one else you would really, take over here. Maybe Joe, maybe Joe Burrow. I mean, you're going to start your franchise, but outside of that, it's like, you know, you have this guy who um, really good O-line. We, and then don't forget, we traded to the lions. We got Swift <laughs> for a mid-level pick, man. So it's like, dude, I, the lions, I don't know what they were doing. They drafted the, the guy at uh, 10 or 11. And Jameer then Gibbs, yeah. Yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. So we, dra- they drafted him 
Then they trade Swift. I had no, I, I didn't think, I was looking at like everyone's draft uh, grades and they gave the, the Lions like an F for what they were doing. But you know, I, 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 only thing I'll say about the Lions is, um, you know, grades are some of the grades I got, uh, I want to say, God, it was one of the uh, Ringer Networks, uh, or maybe it was Barcel Sports. I think it was Barcel. was reading off grades from past drafts. And, you know, it's easy to throw uh, shots at them right now. If Jameer Gibbs comes in and can stay on the field, one and two is a stud. Uh, you got to give him credit there. Uh, you know, it's a little baffling, <laughs> if we're I, honest. I just don't but... get it. Why don't you resign James or uh, Jamal Williams, uh, man, or Jameson Williams? Sorry. Um, you know, instead of letting him go to sign for $2 million at the Saints, dude, I just, I just didn't get it, man. It was just so, so bizarre that they let him go for that. It was just like, so I'm, I'm okay with that because he, I mean, granted, I think we all thought Jamal Williams would get a little bit more money after that season, but running backs, I'd rather go to the draft to replenish learning. Hey, Not it's a position that has proven. Yeah. First, first round, first round draft capital, especially with that first round pick. Going that, out and getting a guy that was projected second rounder. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, dude. Like, why don't you trade that back? You know, get another pick, maybe get a second. And then, like, pick him late. It just does not make sense to me. And then, um, yeah, man, I just like. I mean, those... I don't know, dude. If he shows up to his draft interview and he says, I'm ready to go bite some kneecaps for you, coach, I think uh, Dan Campbell probably yeah, falls Dan... in love at that point. He's like, He's we need to draft in. this guy now. How can we I'm trade up the they one? Didn't trade up if that's the case, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, Bijan Robinson was the guy I I was like, you know, all on. I think I was like, when he when he was obtainable for the Eagles to draft, I was like, man, I hope the Eagles kind of get this guy because, man, having Bijan Robinson in that run game, I was like, God, this is gonna be the best run game in the league. I don't know, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise an eyebrow here, and this is completely unsubstantiated slash, uh, you know, you can't take this seriously, but. On his uh, post-selection uh, interview, they ask him what he's going to do with that paycheck. And, you know, the first thing he says is, I'm going to pay my tithes. Pay my tithes. I, I think that's a good thing, right? He's talking about going to church and, you know, making sure he takes care of folks there. And that's that's good. I just don't know if I want the guy I, saying, pay my tithes. Uh, clearly, yeah. an intellectual mind, the likes of which... We don't often see in professional sports. Uh, I don't think I've ever used the, not that I'm an intelligent being here. Right. Um, but pay my tithes. That was the, the phrase of the draft for me from a player. Uh, remarkable. Uh, he did seem pretty poised too. The guy said he wanted to act in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know. He's got a little clock to him. So <laughs> maybe, and maybe he's also apparently a pretty good football player. Maybe he'll be that uh, next uh, athlete. Uh, I don't know. Hollywood star. Well, We'll see, man. But I, yeah, I mean, going back to the, going back to the Eagles, everything, they, they had an excellent draft. I think uh, they're well set up to go on a title run, especially in a wide open NFC. Now that Aaron Rodgers is out of there. I mean, who, I mean, it's basically you guys are the Niners. Uh, say, maybe yeah. the Cowboys make a run, but it, it's, I, if you just, if the season starts tomorrow, um, it's got to be you're on your own tier in the NFC. And that's coming from a Niners fan, man. I, I just don't see other teams keeping up. I think losing Hargraves, that's, that obviously hurts. And that helps <laughs> literally your direct competitor. It goes to the Niners, right? But what you were able to replace them with, uh, those pieces that you lost, Jesus Christ, man. I don't know. It's, well, you, I fear you, you. Yeah, you guys have a new, a new defensive coordinator. I mean, you guys lost one a few years ago in Robert Sala. And, you know, you guys were fine. 
with plugging hey, we're in. a factory man we're a factory we're, we yeah, are, are single-handedly sending um minority co- head coaches all across the league and you love to see it uh it honestly when they created this rule right i mean this is what you wanted to see and yeah. D'Amico ryan's i love the guy uh, I got a buddy well, who I just visited Eagle in Austin over the weekend. Right yeah, he's a he's a Texans fan, and he's all in. Uh, I'm stoked for them, and I hope that D'Amico uh, leads them to nothing but success. Hopefully, CJ Stroud doesn't well down there. Oh, um, but well, I, I'm all in. Well, like like I said, I mean, uh, the the Eagles. We'll we'll see. I'm, I do fear you guys because I still think the the quarterback factor is. You know, if you have a good quarterback, you're you're good to go. And I think if Brock Purdy plays in that playoff game, I think uh, I don't know, man. You might have seen the Niners in this year, boy. That I was look, I was I know still am critical of the Eagles. I think I told you that two months ago when they were headed this year, boy, post year bowl. You did. Uh, that defense was not good, and I'm so glad the coordinators are gone. Both coordinators are gone. So, you know, I mean, I'm not. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't want to see Steichen leave. You know that bad. You know he's the new head coach of the Colts. But when uh, Gannon got hired with Arizona, I was like, "Thank God, he was—he's terrible." Um, did not like his play. I did not like his schemes. That Eagles defense was way worse than the numbers. I'm sorry, man. Like when you read numbers on a play sheet, I, I was watching the Laker game earlier, and Jeff Van Gundy said it best. He's like, "You know, you can read stat sheets, but that does not display what is actually going on on the court or on the field." And that's the same thing in the NFL. When I watched that Eagles team, that defense never scared me. Why would it scare you against the Niners when they're playing against who has a Joe Johnson? Give me a break. Jo- Brock Purdy went out in the first series of that game. You could should never judge anything like that. They never played a real quarterback all year. And um, I think this defense will be better. I, I'm hoping that, um, like I said, near, I love Sirianni. I, Sirianni is uh, my favorite Eagles coach. Um, I mean, since Andy Reid, it's like, you know, I guess I, I love Doug Peterson too. I think he, I think he was a, uh, I think he's just a straightforward guy, but I love Sirianni's energy. He brings another just fu mode to the table, and that that I think dude, the he is such a weirdo, though. Hey, man, never remember uh, Adam Gase. There's no one weirder than Adam Gase. <laughs> you know, to be fair, okay. So the the, the eccentric <laughs> minds are sometimes the the most elite, right? So you you got to give it to him. He's quite eccentric, and uh, you know, just on a different intellectual playing field than most of us, I think. Uh, yes, man. I, I mean, he's probably a little bit weird, but man, the coach, the players love him. The players thrive. But, I mean, dude, like, I don't know, uh, just, uh, just a guy who loves this country when he was crying on the uh, national anthem. I was like, I love that motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm I like, mean, that dude, speaks I love, to I, I Philadelphia it, Eagle fans hearts, right? Like he's, uh, he's that like kind of Joe Warcar blue collar type. That's uh, he wants to fit the fit and embody the, uh, yeah. the personality of the city. So you, you got to give yeah. him a lot of credit. Yeah, he, he I think you guys are good, man. I think that you guys are gonna. Well, you guys are the one. The AFC is the more interesting picture, right? Because uh, who the hell knows who's coming out of there? I guess you got to say Kansas City, but yeah, man, are they loaded over there? Uh, Kansas City is is loaded. Um, I think they take a step back. I I do. I think it's finally I think... Buffalo's turn. I, I just told a guy, a bartender in uh, yep. in Austin, man. I told him, hey, I, I'm going to come back and take shots with you if uh, he was all beer, all Bills gear. It's I, May, and he's in Austin, and he's all decked out in Bills gear. I want this guy to get a title so bad. Uh, no, no, man. I don't think it's them. I think it's going to be the the Bengals. I think it's the Bengals' turn. Ah, uh, man, I like that, Joey B. I I think it's their turn to represent the AFC in the the Super Bowl. 
Love Joey B. Love that. You got to love that team. I mean, they're, they're freaking loaded, man. I like the offense. Uh, you got, you got a great offense. I think Joe, Bur- like I said, I think Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow has this FU mode to him, man. That just like, I mean, dude, they, they were super close to, to beating the chiefs, man. It was, it was really close. It, you know, and I, I think that uh, they were really close to beating the Rams in the Super Bowl there. And I think Burrow, I think Burrow's going to come back in uh, maybe MVP, maybe something like that for him this year. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. Um, I think he's he did have team. a little bit of tough luck last year because uh, Chase missed some time. He had that hip, well, uh, was it subluxation? And yeah, you, you got to think if they're healthy, they're going to be fine. Well, remember, they started off really slow. They were like 0-2, I think. I think they started off 0-2, if I'm not mistaken. So they started off really slow. People were wondering if they, they were a fluke. They were obviously were not a fluke. They went into Buffalo, destroyed Buffalo. That It was not a series. And they almost beat the Chiefs. That Chiefs game was a lot closer than it looked. Um, man, but uh, yeah. I um I think uh they will be I think they will be representing it, but I would not be shocked if Buffalo's there either. And it's a juggernaut. I mean, man, you can say the same thing about the Chargers. You can say the same thing about the Ravens, who now just resigned Lamar Jackson, even though I don't think he loves football as much. Another guy who loves cash money. Um, but uh maybe, maybe he does love football, maybe he just wanted to secure his future. I don't know. But if I was a teammate of Lamar Jackson's, I would not be thrilled with this guy coming back because I, he wasn't even at the game playoff game when they lost, but uh, yeah, man, uh, the, the AFC is just absolutely loaded. That's bonkers. Yeah, and then the Jets, you know, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, dude. You know, I mean, ooh, you know. I kind of like them as a. Uh, I don't think you can call him a sleeper, right? But uh, well, Aaron Rodgers I, I think... likes to sleep in a dark room for two days or whatever. <laughs> he sure does. Well, just <laughs> high out of his mind. Um, <laughs> Hilarious, by the way. The NFL's kosher with this, but uh, marijuana still a no-no. Um, yeah. Anyways, so, uh, so uh, I think Aaron Rodgers has one fu season in him. Uh, I think he wants to prove everybody wrong. He wants to go out there with. I mean, let's be honest. This is the best receiver he's had in a couple of years since Devontae left uh, Green Bay. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson, like God, man, he he looked outstanding last year with uh, Mike White and. <laughs> I mean, oh, just man, a God. comedy, a circus of uh, quarterback play. Uh, no offense to Mike White, the late great. Um, I don't know where he ended up this year. Neither here nor there. I think he, Aaron Rodgers has got some pieces there, and he can do some work. Yeah, you know, I forget where Mike White is. I, um, I, I, I can't remember exactly where Mike White is. But um, the the thing the thing with him there is and you, you said in a couple of years i mean it was he played one year without Devonte adams and you know i i'm not going to say that he was he was the um like you know he won two mvps years ago i think he's going to be better than who was last year absolutely um but with he should be better because of the offense uh yeah it's just so hard for me to root for aaron rodgers yes i do think he's going to be better than he was last year um I just got him so tired of his excuses. And I think that's just going to be the, I just think that's going to be the thing going forward with Rogers is um, just uh, we're, we're always going to hear this. And, you know, I, I think ever since this last year, I think I've, he used to be a top five quarterback for me, man. I don't have him in the top five anymore. Not anymore. He's out of the top five. Do you have him? In, yeah, who, sorry. Do I, I, him I don't in got him five? in the top five. No chance. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's some, there's a second guard, a second coming, a next wave, if you will, of uh, quarterbacks in this in this league right now that are. Well, I mean, they're, they're just one, next level. 
Well, one guy's already leaped him, and that's uh, Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, Mahomes, I yep. think, already have him over. Mahomes, two, I have two Super Bowl titles. I mean, not, and not just that. There you man. go. I mean, the best, you know, two MVPs, like, uh, you know, two, like, leading his team to, like, I mean, Rodgers has never even made a second Super Bowl, dude. I mean, like, Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, um, you, you got some talented quarterback play. And yeah, I don't think anybody's going to argue with, with you. This isn't a contentious pick. Uh, he's no longer a top five quarterback. He's, Maybe a top 10 guy, but he's got to prove that he's a top 10 guy yeah. because uh, it wasn't that last year. No, exactly. Exactly. No, it wasn't, wasn't even close. Um, but yeah, man, there, there's a, they, I can't wait for the NFL, the schedule being released. Eagles have a real, that's the one thing for the Eagles. They have a really tough schedule. Well, no kidding. You just won. I right, went to yeah, the yeah, Super yeah. Bowl. I know. I know. But um, <laughs> obviously, you know, they always, they always say that when going into it. But sometimes there's always a there's always a what's it called? Um, there there's always like there's something a Super going Bowl on. Hangover. There's a Super Bowl hangover, man. Every single time. But I don't know. It Niners came out and they were fine. Um, you, yeah. you guys will be fine. I, it's nothing to worry about. Good teams still beat good teams. Well, I mean, yeah, and, I mean, uh, or great teams the, beat good the teams. Ba- the Bengals had a Super Bowl hangover. And they, I mean, they like I said, they showed it pretty early on and and uh, did that, and you know, they they finished. They didn't finish being strong and and uh moved on uh let, let's move on from the nfl i want to talk about uh let's see last time we talked you were on the pot uh, my old podcast we talked about the oakland a's now it's uh looks official <laughs> that the oakland a's are moving and I just i'm gonna wanna... give you one soundbite on this and then i will say no more cool well, let's hear it man Bit, bitter a's fan here i mean i'm a fan free agent that's the soundbite I, I am <laughs> declaring my free agency. I can no longer. I'm not following them to Vegas. Yeah, um, the, Giant, the Giants. I'll tell you right now, the, the stadium solution that they're proposing right now looks sick. Uh, so, yeah. will I go to a game in Vegas? Sure. I'm sure as hell not rooting for the Vegas A's if they go. It's still an if, by the way. And uh, well, uh, I, I I think um, obviously their their plan A now is Vegas. But I, I just want to throw a lot of blame all the way around. I think a lot of the heat is coming on the A's. I don't think um, you can take the full spotlight off Oakland City Council or the mayor. Uh, they, you know, the folks who wanted to hold this project up were holding it up so that the mayor, uh, Mayor Libby Schaff, could uh, walk off into the sunset and, you know, we get the next one up and you're, the A's are back at square one, right? The A's were obviously pushing while they had the chips aligned and trying to get a deal done while they, they had a group that they thought uh, in place politically, politically could get it done. None of that uh, happened. A's are, are moving on. Uh, I hate that the A's are moving on. I hate, you know, I can't support a John Fisher team at this point in good conscience as a, uh, an A's fan. And I also just am not uh, super stoked on Oakland city council right now. So I, I just want, I don't know. I, I want I want a new team, man. I want a new team. I don't know if it's going to be the Giants, uh, Chicago Cubs. I lived in Chicago for a minute. Uh, I don't know, man. Got to figure <laughs> you, this out. You can, a, you can be a Mets fan and just be miserable with me. I thought I thought it couldn't Oof. get any lo- any lower, but um, <laughs> being being a Mets fan is pretty. It's been pretty bad. They've they've had a pretty rough start to this uh, this season. But yeah, man, I completely agree with you. Like there's there's so much blame going back and forth on both sides I, I do blame both sides i blame the owner for this atrocity of a a roster that's on this field with his measly eight million dollar payroll how pathetic is 
I'm sorry, man. This, this, uh, oh, you don't got to apologize to me. I mean, it's just, no, no, I, I, I just apologize. I'm not saying to you, I, I feel so bad for, I feel so bad for the players. I feel bad for the, um, for all the coaches, for the manager, for all the training staff, just there in general, because they have not gotten any support. I mean, for like, for this team at all. It's just, it's just terrible, man. This owner does not give a, a, flying you know what about the season he just doesn't he's he's he mailed it away before the season even started um i i've watched you guys actually a a pretty ch- good chunk this year which i don't say that like you know glowingly but you there, you guys have some good offensive players uh R- rooker is like your guys is a rookie oh, come on let's get serious there's nothing really there this is all just sugarcoating what is uh no you you guys have you guys have been a pain in the butts for some teams um uh, as far as like some of these games go, I don't know if you watched the Diamondbacks. Uh, series. People are falling asleep now. You guys against the Diamondbacks, they hit a, uh, a, they tied it with a grand slam, then they won it in like the twelfth inning. But man, I mean, you guys have put up some runs on some teams, and uh, obviously you guys got blown out by other teams. You guys are terrible. I, I get it. You guys are on pace for less than fifty wins. Absolutely, ter- um, man. All he, Frank's just looking at me like, oh man, please let's move on from the. Oakland Pathetics. Yeah, the, the Oakland. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. The Oakland Pathetics. That's what you guys are this year. And um, yeah, man, we'll we'll talk about that. We blame Fisher. He's a, he's a terrible owner, and we'll blame you, you guys. Terrible, the terrible city of Oakland for uh for all the atrocity that is done to the fan base. And do you it's, think it's, the, it's tough being a fan here? Do you think the fans deserve a little bit of blame for never going to the games, or do you just blame it on the stadium? I'm just I'm asking you. I mean. So here's the thing. I don't know. It, this is what's frustrating to me. I, I'm going to give you a longer, serious answer here. Because uh, okay. I think A's fans for a while, like in the 80s, 90s, in the 80s, I was very young. Don't remember any of the experiences. But 90s, certainly, I remember going out to a couple ball games with my dad. And then 2000s, I was a loyal supporter out at, you know, skipping school to go to playoff games. Um, but uh it's not an easy stadium to get to it's the, the entire neighborhood around it is blighted. Like, I'm sorry. It's, 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 um, pick, pick your euphemism for, you know, what is essentially an underserved community. Uh, what we'll call it, right. Whatever the modern going day phrase is for communities that just don't see any kind of love from their city. Uh, that's, that's what it is around there. Uh, you you can't walk down the street in that neighborhood, yeah. uh, after a game, you know, night game, uh, there's a BART station. You walk out of the stadium, you go straight to BART, and you go home. And BART, if we're honest, is a little creepy, man, especially uh, if you're coming home from a 10 o'clock game. Uh, there's there's no way to sugarcoat this, man. The, the location was terrible. Uh, yeah. City council and you know all these folks, uh, these proponents of keeping the A's in Oakland seem to be okay with that location. The A's, rightfully so, said no chance. We're building waterfront or bust at this point. In the uh, the you know, and granted, they they went on a long winding adventure journey. You know, Frodo Baggins <laughs> going to Mount Mordor here to get just to this point. Um, and there were many failed pro- uh, proposals in the lead up, but I think the stadium sucks. Uh, the the Raiders being there. Uh, you know, returning from LA and then the Mount Davis uh, upgrade, uh, if you can call it an upgrade, there's just a long history of failure at that site. I don't think the A's could have stayed there. Um, I do think the waterfront stadium would have been awesome. Uh, instead, yeah. the city of Oakland is rewarded with an 
empty vacant parking lot where trucks go to idle uh, when they're not taking uh, cargo from the harbor down there. It's yeah, yeah it's just uh, it's. I don't know, man. Uh, this is why Oakland frustrates me. I think I think they do have an identity that they want to keep as a city, and I, I, you know, I think the city council has the best intentions. Those attend uh, those best intentions did not align with keeping a sports franchise in market. And I'm not a person who wants to say, hey, I, I, I think every single municipality should vote down a stadium project if they're asked to foot a large chunk of the bill. Right. I don't think what the A's were asking for was unreasonable. I think there was certainly a point to negotiate from uh, who knows what was said behind or agreed to behind closed doors. But it is frustrating to me that Oakland uh, put up such a fight to essentially, you know, everybody's talking about how the A's have no bargaining power in in uh, Vegas right now, I, I'm sorry if I'm looking at the the personal level of a resident in Oakland, they have no bargaining power right now to enhance that area. Uh, if they're waiting for another billionaire to drop out of the sky and privately invest uh, that much money in the community, I, I don't know where they're coming from. And props to city council, I'll eat all of my words if if they do find a way to develop that area. But it's, it's the current site uh, sucks. It's going to become a concrete jungle that is just forgotten about i don't know how they redevelop that area given what's around it and on top of that they're left with again this this vacant parking lot that is just i don't know man uh it, it doesn't make sense to me nothing adds up it should have all come together and that's what i think is the most frustrating thing for me as an a's fan is trying to rationally grip wrap my head around how these two parties are walking away from each other when it, it seemed like this could all come to to be and there yeah. you go Okay, man. I mean, you, you said it like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you uh, come back from that. It, it really sucks. Cause I mean, I, I, I was up in that city in Oakland back in February. Um, there was a nice part of it where we went and then there was just, I, there's no way in hell to want to live in that part like that city. It's, it's an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, I mean, not like all of it, but a majority of it is nice up where the redwood trees and stuff are, but man, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, I had someone uh, who who lives there say, who's pretty involved in the sports community as far as like the soccer goes. There was saying that good, let the A's go. We don't need them. <laughs> like he said, he was saying that, and then he said the same thing about the Raiders. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, the the Raiders were one of the most they're one of the most popular franchises in the NFL. I mean, you know, can't say that. Then the, the A's with all their history, they're one of the, they're I would still say they're one of the more winning franchises i mean they were competing for the 20 almost 20 years dude they they were in the playoffs a lot in the last decade or two decades and um yeah man i i, I just don't know how you can say that about a franchise but then again i just don't really know how much the city cares about that team anymore but you, you yeah no doubt but yeah um but yeah buddy um th thanks a lot frank for coming on i uh appreciate you giving your time here and uh, we'll have everybody back. Um, thanks. Uh, see you next time, buddy. Sportsman like Honda, get me back on here. Love the new show, man. And uh, good luck with the new life adventure, uh, leaving Fox Sports. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Great episode with Frank. Huge thanks to him for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys all for listening so much. And please give me some feedback. Um, that, that's how my show, that's how the show will grow. It's uh, by the fans. It's by you guys, the listeners. 
Uh, please leave me a rating or review. Let me know how it's going, uh, how this episode went. Um, I do want to improve as uh, time goes on, and I know it will improve. Um, but yeah, thank you guys all for tuning into the show and uh, share it with your fellow sports fans. I will see you guys all next time.